Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And we are welcoming you to December here on this podcast. It'll be going out on December 7th, 2012. Hope you are here for another holiday season, whether you love, hate, or feel ambivalent about that. Um, our goal is to give you a little bit of uh, different programming. Uh, we do tend to sort of have a holiday show here on Radio Drama Revival. Um, I'll admit that it's mostly Christmas-oriented. That seems to be the bulk of what I hear for new productions, but um, I'm going to put a call out now. If anyone knows of non-Christmas but other um, faiths and traditions honored in programming, um, I'd love to hear it, actually. I, I was actually been struggling to come up. And, um, you know, is there Hanukkah radio dramas out there? Are there Kwanzaa radio dramas out there? Solstice? Maybe come find some Celtic stuff for Solstice. I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to put that call out right now if um, you've got any ideas. Otherwise, you're going to be hearing Christmas stories next month. Um, starting today with A Christmas Carol. Um, this is a one of the latest adaptations that I know of by Shane Sock. Uh, you probably know Shane as Angel on the podcast We're Alive, the phenomenal zombie apocalypse adventure, uh, multi-millions of downloads to date. We're Alive is such a sensation. And this is totally different. Uh, now, um, We're Live did get picked up on Blackstone Audiobooks, and I think uh, part of that connection led to this production happening. This has been released on Blackstone Audiobooks. Um, Shane um, actually wrote the adaptation of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, adapted by Shane Salk. Now, there have been a lot of adaptations of A Christmas Carol over the years. Some of the things that make this uh, special um, is that, one, I mean, uh, it is a new written adaptation of it. Um, it's different than other ones that you've heard. Um, and it is a, a you know very audio sensitive, audio drama sensitive script. Um, but there's also really great um, actors. The cast is just really strong. There is uh, Maurice Lamarche who plays Scrooge, um, Emmy Award winning uh, voice actor. Has worked on Futurama, The Brain on Pinky and the Brain. We also have Pinky. Rob Paulson, Pinky, um, three-time Emmy nominee and winner, um, also played Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Spike in The Land Before Time. So um, two top-notch animation voices right there at the top, as well as Neil Flynn, um, known for being on Scrubs and In the Middle, and Robbie Rist as Fred, um, heard as Stuffy on the Disney animated series Doc McStuffins. So um, other been on Final Fantasy games, uh, the voice of Michelangelo in the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and other good stuff. So it's a, a, a real uh, strong cast, uh, a real nice set of sound effects and music, um, and uh, we're going to have the first 22 minutes of it for you today. It is available from Blackstone Audiobooks, which means that it's available on Amazon, Audible. Um, if you go to Audible, no, if you go to the audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama, uh, you can get a free 30-day trial to Amazon.com and pick up this title. Um, or if you already are Audible subscriber, it's only five ninety five, which is well worth it for this production. Um, really shining tale as well as i mentioned there is the um, spanish language version so definitely 
check it out. Christmas Carol. Um, and just before we get into it, I will give a little plug. Um, we also had Captain Radio on our reviews this week. Our piece was Jazz Book on Tape with Jason Selmilski, Jazz Book on Tape, um, a real uh, totally off-wall, um, not-quite-audio-drama, not-quite-not-audio-drama, um, audio experiment, jazz and word and music. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and a very nice uh, Q&A with Jason is going to be up there on RadioDramaRevival.com. So if you just got the audio, uh, also don't miss the blog where you can see more about it. Um, uh, Jason has a, some really nice things to say about working in the audio medium. Um, so that is worth your time. Um, and uh, Captain Radio is doing some other stuff for us. Uh, we'll be talking about his uh, work to get um, vision-impaired actors with Odyssey AudioWorks um, coming up here as well um, here on Radio Drama Revival, the place for new and original audio drama material. Um, first up, though, we do have Shane Sock. Shane Sock himself is going to introduce us to the program, and then we're going to be hearing A Christmas Carol. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Shane Salk, and you're about to listen to the first part of our award-winning version of Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol. This is a radio drama and has over a dozen great actors in it, and it is starring uh, Emmy Award winners Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson. You might know them from the voices of Pinky and the Brain. We also have such talents as Neil Flynn, who you'd know from Scrubs or The Middle. Also, people you might know are uh, Robbie Rist, Quentin Flynn, Elon Garfius, and many, many others. It was directed by William Holmes and uh, sound designed by myself, mastered by Dave Burgess, and we have original music by Dave Bukers. We decided to bring this story specifically to life in such a way um, because it is such a classic tale, we wanted to bring it to people in a classic medium. It is something that families can enjoy together, either on long car rides to grandma's house or just sitting around by the fire. And having a radio production allows many people to listen to the same story, but use their own imaginations differently for a very unique experience that we hope everybody can enjoy. It is a, a ghost story in essence, so some parts can get a little scary, but just grab somebody close and you'll be fine. Uh, it's also available in Spanish for anybody who wants that, and you can find the whole thing in English or Spanish on Amazon or iTunes. Just type in A Christmas Carol, Shane Salk, and they should pop up. If you have any questions, feel free to find me on Facebook as well, and I'll be happy to answer those. Uh, we hope that you enjoy. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Adapted by Shane Salk. Produced by William Holmes and Shane Salk. Directed by William Holmes. Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it, and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Mind, I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I'd have been inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. But the wisdom of our ancestors is in the simile, and my unhallowed hands shall not disturb it, or the country's done for. You will therefore permit me to repeat, emphatically, 
that Marley was as dead as a doornail. Scrooge knew he was dead? Of course he did. How could it be otherwise? Scrooge and he were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole assign, his sole residuary legatee, his sole friend and sole mourner. And even Scrooge was not so dreadfully cut up by the sad event, but that he was an excellent man of business on the very day of the funeral, and solemnised it with an undoubted bargain. The mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There is no doubt that Marley was dead. This must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderful can come of the story I am about to relate. Bah! Merry Christmas. I, I mean, good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Here, let me help you with your jacket, sir. Scrooge never painted out old Marley's name. There it stood years afterwards above the warehouse door. Scrooge and Marley. The firm was known as Scrooge and Marley. Sometimes people new to the business called Scrooge Scrooge, and sometimes Marley, but he answered to both names. It was all the same to him. What is it? Mr. Scrooge, um... Well, well, out with it, Gadget. What are you standing there for? Well, sir, um, my fire is out, and I thought another bit of coal would keep it going till we... Nonsense! Haven't I told you I won't have you burning up my coal like tinder? Yes, sir. Well, why don't you go back to your work? Well, sir, um... Tomorrow's Christmas, and... and yes, and, yes, I know. You were wondering whether you could have the entire day off, I suppose. If quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient. And it's not fair. If I was to dock a half-crown for it, you'd think yourself ill-used, I'll be bound. Yes, sir. Bah! Christmas. Nothing but a poor excuse to pick a man's pocket every December 25th. My old partner Marley agreed well with me. He thought it a lot of humbug, too. And you, a clerk, with 15 shillings a week and a wife and a family, talking about a Merry Christmas. Bah! May I have tomorrow off, sir? I suppose you must. But be here all the earlier the next morning. Oh, yes, sir. I will. And, and thank you, sir. Who's that, Cratchit? Um, two men, sir. I don't know who they are. Out of my way. Can I help you? Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Have we the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Mr. Marley has been dead these seven years. Since you ask, he died seven years ago this very night. Oh, we are sorry to hear that. 
But we have no doubt his liberality is well represented by his surviving partner. Not interested. Sir? Not interested. At this festive season, Mr. Scrooge, it is more than desirable that we make some slight provision for the poor and destitute. Yes. So many are lacking the common necessities and are suffering greatly. Are there no prisons? Well, I should say there are plenty of prisons. And the union workhouses, are they still in operation? They are. Still, I, I wish I could say they were not. The shelters are in full vigour, then? Very busy. Oh, I was afraid from what you said at first that something had occurred to stop them in their useful course. But, sir, these organisations can hardly keep up. It is because of that a few of us are endeavouring to raise a, a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. We choose this time because it is a time of all others, when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. You wish to remain anonymous. I wish to be left alone. Sir? Since you ask me what I wish, that is my answer. I don't make many myself at Christmas. My partner Marley never did. And I can't afford to make idle people merry. I hope to support the establishments I have mentioned. They cost enough. And those that are badly off can go there. But, sir, many can't go there. And many would rather die than go there. If they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. But, sir... Cratchit, back to work! Besides, gentlemen, that is not my business. It is enough for a man to understand his own business and not interfere with other people's. So... I bid you good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Bob. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, sir. And a Merry Christmas to you. Cratchit, what are you doing? Uncle! Your nephew brought you a fresh-baked fruitcake, sir. A Merry Christmas, Uncle. God save you. Bah! Humbug. Christmas a humbug, Uncle? You don't mean that, I'm sure. I do. Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough? Come, then. What right have you to be dismal? What right have you to be remorseful? You're rich enough. Bah! Humbug. Don't be cross, Uncle. What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas. Out upon Merry Christmas. What's it to you but a time of paying bills without money? If I could have my way, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding. Uncle. Nephew, keep your Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it? But you don't keep it. Let me leave it alone, then. Much good as it has ever done you, or... Why, Uncle, it has done me a lot of good. It's brought me a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, happy time. The only time I know the whole year when men and women open their hearts. Hearts that sometimes stay closed the rest of the year. Yes, Uncle. Though it has never put a scrap of silver in my pocket, I believe it has done me good and will do me good. And so I say, Merry Christmas! Oh, you're quite a powerful speaker, sir. I wonder you don't go into politics. Oh, don't be angry, Uncle. Come, dine with us tomorrow. 
No, I won't dine with you. But why? Why did you get married? <laughs> because I fell in love. Because you fell in love. Good afternoon. But, Uncle, you never came to see me before I was married. Why give that as a reason for not coming now? Good afternoon. Uncle, why can't we be friends? We've never had any fight to which I've known of, and we never will. I have come to see you in homage to Christmas, and I'll keep my Christmas spirit to the last. So I say, Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Uh, bah! What's going on in here? You, beggar, out of my shop. I am so sorry, Mr. Scrooge, but this is my son. Son? Yes, go say hello to Mr. Scrooge, Tim. Hello, Mr. Scrooge. What's your name? Uh, Tiny Tim, sir. And what business do you have here? I came to collect me father for Christmas Eve dinner. I wanted to surprise him. He would never expect me to walk all this way. Hmm. I should think not with a limp like that. Well, Cratchit, you might as well go. Add these last five minutes to the rest of the time you've stolen from me. Oh, oh y y yes, sir, and, and, and thank you, sir. Come on, Tim. I'll give you a shoulder ride all the way home. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, to you and yours. <clears throat> Come on, Tim, mother's waiting. Bah! Humbug!
boring. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Merry Christmas. <laughs> desire to hear singing or to donate to anyone. Did you hear me? I said... Hello? Hello? Blasted children. Christmas. Bah. Here's my Merry Christmas. A glass of brandy in my chair. going on. Who's there? Who's there? Go away! Far too late for this. Good Good evening to you, wherever you are. Go away! Stop! Stop! Stop it! all hum it can't be who's there Ebenezer Scrooge Ali is who are you ask me who I was who were you then? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Can you... can you sit down? I can. Do it then. You don't believe in me. I don't. 
What evidence would you have of my reality beyond your own senses? I don't know. Why doubt your senses? Because the littlest of things can affect them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You may be an undigested bit of beef, a, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. There is more of gravy than of the grave about you, whatever you are. Humbug, I tell you. Humbug. 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 <laughs> Merciful apparition. Why do you trouble me? Man of worldly mind. Do you believe in me or not? I do. I must. But why do spirits walk the earth? And why do they come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk with fellow men and share their happiness. If that spirit does not do so in life, it is condemned to do so after death. The spirit is doomed to wander through the world and witness what it cannot share, but could have shared on earth. Why do you wear those chains, Jacob? I carry these chains that I forged in life. I made it link by link, and of my own free will I wore it. But why do you tell me these things? Would you know the weight of the strong coil you bear yourself? It was as full and heavy as mine seven Christmas Eves ago. You have labored on it since. My friend Jacob Marley, tell me more. Comfort me, Jacob. I have none to give. An eternity of remorse is what awaits me. Never to make amends for missed opportunities. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger anywhere. In life, my spirit never walked beyond the narrow limits of our counting house. But you were always a good man of business, Jacob. Business! And time was my business! The common welfare was my business! Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business! The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business! At this time of the rolling year, I suffer most. Hear me! My time is nearly gone. I will, but don't be hard upon me. How is it that I appear before you in a shape that you can see? I may not tell. I have sat invisible beside you many and many a day. That is no small part of my penance. I am here tonight... To warn you that you have a chance and hope of escaping my fate, Ebenezer. You were always a good friend to me. Thank you. Hear me! You will be haunted by three spirits. Oh, oh. Is that the chance and, and hope you mentioned, Jacob? It is. Oh, I, think I, I think I'd rather not. Without their visits... You cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect 
the first when the bell tolls one. Look, Look to see me no more. No more. No more. No more. No more. All right, and that was the first 22 minutes or so of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, adapted by Shane Salk. Uh, we also got a little bit of the Spanish language version here, um, just to give you a sense of it. If you don't speak Spanish or want to hear Spanish, you can just skip to the end of the program. Uh, but this is kind of fun to hear a different version of it. Here you go. Para empezar, Marley había muerto. No hay duda alguna al respeto. El registro de su entierro fue firmada por el clérigo, el empresario de la funeraria y el principal doliente. Scrooge lo firmó. Y la firma de Scrooge era reconocida en el mundo mercantil en cualquier papel donde apareciera y válida como efectivo. Marley estaba muerto como la puntilla de una puerta. No quiero decir con esto que yo sepa de mi propio conocimiento qué hay de muerto en una puntilla, pero la sabiduría de nuestros ancestros está en la igualdad y mis profanas manos no deben disturbarlo. Por lo tanto, permítame repetir enfáticamente que Marley estaba tan muerto como la puntilla de una puerta. ¿Scrooge sabía que estaba muerto? Por supuesto que sí. Scrooge y él fueron compañeros por no se sabe cuántos años. Scrooge era su único representante, su único designado, su único heredero, su único amigo y su único doliente. Incluso Scrooge no estaba tan terriblemente afectado por este triste suceso. Y aún el mismo día del funeral, era un excelente hombre de negocios con una indiscutible capacidad de regatear. El mencionar la muerte de Marley me hace volver al punto donde empecé. No hay duda que él estaba muerto. Esto debe de ser claramente entendido, o nada maravilloso puede salir de esta historia. Esto es el punto de relatar. Va. ¡Feliz Navidad! Quiero decir buenos días, señor Scrooge. Déjeme ayudarle con su chamarra, señor. Déjame. Nunca borró el nombre del viejo Marley. Ahí estuvo por muchos años después, encima de la puerta del almacén. Scrooge y Marley. Algunas personas nuevas al negocio llamaban a Scrooge Scrooge y a veces Marley. Pero él respondía a los dos nombres. Era lo mismo para él. Señor Scrooge. ¿Qué? Ah. Bueno, bueno, dímelo de una vez, Cratchit. ¿Qué haces ahí parado? Bueno, señor, mi fuego se extinguió y pensé que otro trozo de carbón lo mantendría caliente hasta... ¡Tonterías! No te he dicho que no te dejaré quemar mi carbón como paja. Ah, sí, señor. 
All right, and that was A Christmas Carol in Spanish, Quinto de Navidad, both available through Blackstone Audiobooks. Links on how to get those at RadioDramaRevival.com. And as I mentioned, um, the ability for you to get a free trial to Amazon, um, AudibleTrial.com forward slash RadioDrama. And thanks. Uh, moving on. More shows coming up to you throughout the month of December here on Radio Drama Revival as we have our holiday programming, kind of an annual tradition. You know, we go from the blood and gore Halloween to the happier, more reflective, thoughtful side of life here on the holiday season. Um, and to always try to find something to mix it up, something a little bit different, and uh, we'll see what we can come up for you this year. Um, a few more weeks of 2012, and then we're on to the bright, shining new year. Hope you enjoy. All right, um, more programming, 200-plus um, hours of um, audio, in fact, at radiodramarevival.com. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. You can find us on iTunes, search for Radio Drama. Even on the new iTunes, a little bit harder to find us. Um, do please leave a review. Um, say what you think, what you like, uh, what you don't like, I'll deal with as well. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Radio Drama Revival page as well as Twitter. Search at Radio Drama. Um, and that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM. It is Southern Maine's community radio. We are podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. <laughs>